Hey, welcome to the Youthology Podcast and to South Bend, Indiana. (laughs) All right, all right. You guys are so ready for this. So what we're going to do is take some questions from teenagers, just like you. Those of you in the room, you've given us questions. I got it right here. And I'm going to walk through those. Maybe some of the things that you guys are dealing with today and hot topics. I've already read through these, and there's some good ones in there. And uh, somebody gave me one uh, last night also. So there are some great questions. Hopefully, we will uh, give you some help on some of these things. And we're not going to go real deep into the questions we're just going to kind of read the question, get, get it out there a little bit. And then what I like to do is blog on these questions and go deeper. So that will take you to uh, my website at youthology.com, Y-T-H-O-L-O-G-Y.com. So if you're like, man, they didn't get into, I wish they would have said something about that question. I will, but you're going to have to follow up after the podcast, okay? Because we're not going to get real deep probably on, on the podcast itself. You'll be able to find all of this on the social medias um, for uh, myself at Youthology. You can find all of this, um, the recording, the podcast, all of our podcasts from the past are there. Or YouTube or the iTunes. Uh, If you go to the Linktree, you can get all of the resources that we have on Linktree. Cool. Coolness. All right, let's get into the first question. What was your aha moment? What was your aha moment? Like... I guess when I hear that, I think of what was the moment that changed your life or the moment that maybe I found my purpose? Because I think to me, that's like probably behind the question. Like, uh, how do you know why you're here? Like, to me, the two greatest questions that you have to answer in your life is like when you were born, dealing with that and why you were born. They're probably the two greatest moments of your life. The fact that you were born and you're here today and the fact that that, that moment when you realize why, right? So for me, uh, May 1980, I'm at a party uh, like many of you have been to before, unfortunately, and it wasn't like a church party, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. It was, uh, it was a party that all the drugs are there, the parents are gone, and it's uh, spring, th- this is right before summer break, okay? And now I'm, make, I'm, I'm in the church and I'm not in the church. I, ha- I have like one foot in and one foot out. I, I'm going to all the youth group stuff, but I was not serving God. I was going to church, but I wasn't the church. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? And so what happened was I'm at this party and I'm in the kitchen sitting at this table with seven or eight of my friends around this table and I'm rolling another joint. And I already had a fifth of peppermint schnapps, and I'm open. Another one is open, and I got my ball hat on at this table. There's smoke in the room. Can you see it? And all of a sudden, I start crying at the kitchen table. I'm crying, and I'm like, "No, no, God, not here," because <laughs> I have felt that before. You know what I mean? Like at camp, at the altar you know, in a revival setting convention. And I felt this deep conviction. And all of a sudden, in that moment, I was like, I had a decision to make. Am I going to keep partying? Am I going to keep going with that lifestyle? Am I going to be two-faced? Hello? 
<laughs> Am I going to be two-faced? So I'm going to go to church and be one person, and then I'm going to go home or school or the team and be another person. I had to make that decision that night. This is Saturday night, May of 1980. It's the end of my junior year, and I'm, I'm going into the summer before my senior year. This, is the mo- this was my aha moment. Well, you know what I did? I walk around this house, and I'm, like, trying to get away. I walk away from these people. They're like, Jay, what's up? I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, just like, whatever. And I walk away, and I go down the hallway to this one room, and I open it up. It's the bathroom, but somebody's in there, like, you know, like, puking. I'm like, "Mm, okay, no. Walk down to to, to, uh, the hallway the other way. First door on the right. Open it up, and it's like, uh, three's a crowd. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, can't go in there. And I, I walk out of, the, out of this house. I walk down the sidewalk to my car, and I sit in my car. I knew that I couldn't drive because I was in no condition to drive. So I sat there for close to an hour, and I gave my life to God all by myself. There's nobody else there. There was nobody else there. And I put my head on my steering wheel, and I, just, I said these words, God, If this is you, I give you my life, and I won't take it back. You catch that? Because how many times have we given our life to God and then taken it back and done our own thing? And I was like, no, I am not doing it this time. I have already done that. I did it after camp. I did it after convention. I did it after youth group. Now I'm thinking, this is it. So I go through the summer. I'm, I am shutting down parties with me and my buddy Brandon. We are shutting down every party that we went to. And people are seeing this change in my life. I go through my senior year. I accept the, the call of God on my life to youth ministry. Go off to uh, college, get a, get, study youth ministry, psychology, communication. And 36 years later, I have not taken my life back. All party. So, listen... I know, I know what it means to kind of go through that, that Christian lifestyle of back and forth, in and out, yes and no. You know, I know what I'm saying? Kind of sounds like a song, right? <laughs> yes and no, whatever. I was living that way like all the time until that moment. And so that's why I believe like this question, what was your aha moment? It, that moment in May of 1980, turned into a movement. And you can have the same thing, right? So, like, how many of you, like with a show of hands, how many of you have had that aha moment where you've never been the same again? Awesome. Some of you still need to have that yet, right? All right. Uh, Second question. Second question. If you're a Christian and you still struggle to get rid of addictions, old sin habits... You ask for forgiveness every day, but can't quite seem to get over the addiction. What do you do? Oh, that's for real. That's for real. Because so many of us are in that, that situation. I'm going to give you two simple things, okay? There are many, but, and, and again, I'll follow up on this, okay? Uh, in my blog of this podcast, I take this, this manuscript apart, and we'll, we'll get deeper into it so I can help you with scriptures and all that. Okay, so I got these old sin habits. I've asked for forgiveness, but I keep going back doing the same thing. Okay, two things. Number one, spiritual formation. Say that, spiritual formation, say it. Okay, you know that 
uh, your Gen Z has a 4% biblical worldview. Right? Hold it up. Four. Four, right? 4% biblical worldview. That means you think about this world through a Christian perspective only at a 4% level. Now, here's another, this is crazy too. Listen to this stat. This is Barna Research and Pew Research, okay? This stat says that only 33% of Christian kids, that's you. Look at the person next to you and tell them that's you, that's you. Only 33% of you can name half of the Ten Commandments. What's up with that? My kids knew the Ten Commandments when they were in elementary school because we brought that into our home. So when you think about this question, uh, how do I break these sin habits? It goes back to spiritual formation. And this is spiritual formation. Okay, that is spiritual formation. And if, you, if you're not thinking beyond a 4% biblical worldview of how this world is, how you relate to people, the purpose for your life, if that's not coming from a biblical perspective, that's why you're yes and no, in and out. That's why you're up and down. Because there's no spiritual formation. And so what does that look like? So in, this first, in the first area, the first answer to this question, spiritual formation, let me give you two more things. Number one, devotions. And what I mean by that is devotion. Because <laughs> there's a big difference between devotions and devotion. Did you catch that? Sometimes we think, well, if I just read a scripture a day, I'll keep the devil away. That's not enough. It's not just like reading your proverb. You got to dig into this and you got to dig deep wells. Because when you dig deep wells, you are not lukewarm. Hey, somebody, I think I've heard that before. So if you dig down deep in the water, you get the cool water. If you're not digging deep, you get the lukewarm water. And what happens to lukewarm water? You spit it out, right? <laughs> so what, this, this first thing is devo, devos and devote. You've got to be devoted. What does that look like? That looks like reading the word, praying, worship, and fasting. Yes. Reading the word, praying, worship, and fasting. Even if it's fasting one freaking meal a week, that's it. Not a day, not a week, not three days, right? Not 40 days like Jesus did. But if you would just simply fast a meal a week just to deny that flesh, right? Uh, prayer, here's what I'm asking. Simple. Eight minutes of prayer a day is one hour a week. Four minutes in the morning, four minutes at night. I'm getting practical, aren't I? So when you're saying, when you ask me the question, how do I break this? So you might be thinking, man, I need it like a little quick thing. Could you give me a quick fix? Uh-uh. There is no quick fix. You've already learned that because you kept going back and forth, up and down, yes and no. So the only way you're going to get a fix over that habit is to get practical. Because, listen, practices protect your principles. Okay, I thought I'd get some snaps or something on that. <laughs> You know, like, whatever. So think about that. Practices protect your principles. You understand that? And so what are the practices? R reading the word, fasting a meal a week, a day a week, um, le learning the importance 
of having the right friends around you. That's a discipline too, but you know, the, the prayer, the fasting, the reading of the word, okay? Um, eight minutes a day is one hour a week. About, it's 56 minutes, but you'll add up. And I've learned this, that the more you pray, the more you pray. <laughs> I'm a genius. I know that's like really revelation. The more you pray, the more you pray because you just can't stop, right? So that's that first area of spiritual formation, okay, uh, of answering that question. The second one is this. You got to get yourself into a good youth ministry. And maybe you're listening to the podcast and you are not involved in a youth ministry. That's why you're up and down too. Or maybe you're in a youth ministry that's playing games. You need to find a youth ministry that is willing to get into theology and worship and faith development. Okay, this, l- listen, I don't even call it just youth group. And, and that's okay. Because once in a while we throw that word out. Hey, you go to youth group? Yeah, I get that. But it's more than a group. We're not groupies. Hello? We are disciples. Right? I mean, think about it. I know this sounds so trite. Because there's this whole group of people who are like, I don't need the church. I don't have to go to church. I can do this on my own. Well, how's that been working the last 10 years? <laughs> right? To a 4% biblical worldview. That's how it's working. So we have to get you committed to a church. Because hear me, God doesn't have another way. The church is God's plan. 